As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. for over 35 years brings her experience to your ministry. Be it energizing your staff or working through conflicts with your faith community. So now, please welcome the host of Aflame Ministry, Pastor Kathleen Panning. Welcome to Aflame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, and we are here, yes, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And This is a show about ministry. It's for those who are professionals in ministry, as well as for those who are in a leadership position within any kind of faith community. And I use the generic term congregation to talk about faith communities. So we talk about all kinds of different things. I've got had a wide range of guests on this show. And depending upon who the guest is, we might talk about... um, some of the misunderstandings between faiths and try to dispel some of those. Or we talk about things that are kind of common to all faiths because they're things about us human beings. And us human beings are a part of all faiths. And my guest today falls is going to be talking about things in that second category. And she is Fran Dunscombe. Fran um, helps people connect to their confidence so they can pursue their goals and dreams. And it's it's like sometimes we get to feel like we're stuck in a rut or maybe not good enough or struggling with anxiety or even sometimes just trying to get a good night's sleep. And if we're desiring more from life but feel like something's holding us back, that's the kind of thing that Fran can help with. She knows firsthand what 
these things feel like and can help. Using a combination of mindset coaching and hypnotherapy, Fran can help change the narrative that allows us to the real person, the real us to come out. And so with Fran, uh, together, a person uh, removes blocks and provides, uh, she can help provide the tools to maintain a healthy and confident mindset. Fran, welcome to Aflame Ministry. Thank you for the intro, Kathleen. I'm excited to be here. And just so people understand and know, you've got a, a wee bit of a British accent. So tell us a little bit about your story. <laughs> I do, yeah. No, I do. I'm uh, from from England originally. Um, I actually presently live in in Calgary, Alberta. So I'm in Canada now. I've been here for the last six years. And yeah, thank you for the for the introduction. I am a a coach, and I use hypnotherapy as my tool. Um, and I help people grow their confidence. And a big part of 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 how I got into this was actually through my own journey and struggles with my lack of confidence and and essentially just getting in my own way all the time and holding myself back from achieving. Yeah, and um, you know, that's how a lot of us get to do things is we figure out how to get through something that, or past something or whatever that has been in our way and that, and it may seem a little strange at the outset to have to be talking about a lack of confidence or mindset or something with people in faith communities. But quite frankly, this is something that can and does affect everybody. Um, I've known what it feels like to step out into a new area, into ministry or something, and kind of wonder, is this right? Am I good enough, um, and some of those kinds of things and that go along with that. So, you know, how do you use hypnosis, hypnotherapy in doing this? Yeah, so hypnosis is a essentially a process. It's completely natural, actually. We, we drift in and out of it all day long. But it's a process where you can get into an altered state of mind where you essentially become quite very relaxed. And when the mind's very relaxed, the part of the brain um, that is referred to as the critical part of the brain gets bypassed. And when that part of the mind is bypassed, uh, suggestions can be more readily accepted into the subconscious mind. So it's really it's really a case of like distracting or bypassing that critical factor. So like when we're having a conversation right now, that critical part of your mind is basically acting as a filtering system, deciding whether or not it, it likes the information being presented to it and whether it aligns with our present beliefs. Um, so in a hypnotic state, because that part of the mind is sort of either distracted or disabled in some way, um, then the suggestions can be inputted into the subconscious much more easily which which is why hypnosis is such a, a strong and powerful uh, technique for evoking change so when you talk about introducing suggestions what kinds of mm -hmm. suggestions you what kinds of suggestions would be used in hypnotherapy 
Yeah, so I mean, it would be it would be things that are, are positive. So you know, rewriting negative beliefs um, and and use it and, and imprinting positive ones instead. So you know, if you had the belief, for instance, that I'm not worthy, um, the opposite of that would be that you are worthy. So you'd be printing those suggestions into the mind instead. Um, the other thing, the other part of hypnosis that's very powerful is you can actually rewrite the the past so any traumatic experiences and I, I use the word trauma quite lightly here because trauma can actually sometimes be positive experiences that we had in our formative years but they're, they're the experiences that caused us to form a belief so essentially with hypnosis we can rewrite that belief or we can get healing from that belief and understanding um, from the initial events that caused the belief so it's a very very powerful modality so um is there can you give us kind of even a, a hypothetical example of um a trauma or a yeah. belief that would be useful to be rewritten absolutely yeah so I, I'll, I'll actually draw on the first time i went to see a hypnotist because the reason i've gotten into hypnosis is from my my own path and so when when I first went to see a hypnotist, I was actually asked to do a series of um, talks for my for my corporate job, um, and I said yes, I'll do it, I'll do it, no problem. And on the inside, I'm like, oh my god, I cannot do this. This is going to be awful. I will be a disaster. I don't want to do this at all. And it was causing me so much anxiety. Um, couldn't couldn't sleep thinking about it. Like it was it was, it was terrible. Uh, so when I went to see a hypnotist for the first time, uh, initially she just did like a, a very a, an intro session just so I could understand the process because a lot of people uh, have a lot of misconceptions over it and feel uncomfortable with the process. Um, so once you've gone through the first session, you realise this is actually a completely safe thing. But um, she, she basically just did suggestions that were just to to say you know that I'm that I'm confident that I'm good enough and and that kind of thing and just took me into a nice little sort of visualization journey which was beautiful in subsequent sessions I did we did root cause work and in that root cause work we actually uncovered that the root of my public speaking fear was actually from uh, something that happened in the nativity play when I was four years old so I was playing Mary in the play um, mm. And I fell off the chair and cried my eyes out, bawling. And oh. I was like, "No way! That that thing caused me to just completely avoid public speaking, mm. um, and and be completely uncomfortable with it." And after I we cleared that, and then just kept you know planting positive suggestions in there that I am good enough. Then I've I've managed to overcome the issue. Yeah, that. That's a, a a beautiful explanation of that because, uh, yeah, I mean, I think all of us have probably heard or in a movie seen somebody use hypnosis in kind of a very negative, not such a good <laughs> yeah. way. Uh, you know, the evil person, uh, the bad person uh, uses hypnosis or something. And so there's there's this resistance uh, or outright saying absolutely no way um, to hypnosis. Um, but what you're describing is um, something that sounds like it could be very, very beneficial to someone who um, 
like you said, had a, a fear of public speaking and why yeah. and how to overcome that. Um, and quite frankly, public speaking is one of the biggest fears that people have. Uh, you take any kind Absolutely. of survey and it's it's a huge fear. Um, and I, I think we can talk about a bunch of the other fears that people normally have that hypnosis is good for, but we do need to take our first break. So... Um, this is the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. You're listening to A Flame Ministry. I am Pastor Kathleen Panning. Stay tuned because we got more with Fran coming up. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to EasySense.com and learn how, with your help, we can fight these horrific brain disorders. That's EasySense.com to learn more and help support the Broderick Foundation. Welcome back. You are listening to A Flame Ministry. I am Pastor Kathleen Panning, your host. And we're here, as usual, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And my guest today is Fran Dunscum. Um, she is... Uh, a coach uh, and uses hypnotherapy to help people um, with issues around confidence, not feeling good enough, and other blocks and beliefs that get in our way. Uh, Fran, we talked before the break a little bit about uh, your experience, your first experience of using hypnosis to overcome uh, a fear of public speaking. And because of an incident in your childhood, that's where that fear came from. But a lot of us have fears and issues around various beliefs. How do you f define what a belief is and how it's formed? Yeah. So, I mean, beliefs are, our core beliefs are formed in our formative years. So between the ages of, um, zero to five years old we're kind of in our, our subconscious all the time in our minds like a sponge just like soaking everything in so events in those years can cause us to have beliefs and if we kind of go even deeper than that and touch on a bit of neuroscience but i'm by no means a neuroscientist um basically a belief is an interpretation that happens in our body so even if you think about the, the, the stress response, so, um, and just to talk a little bit about that, so our mind is constantly monitoring information. So we receive information through our senses all the time and our mind's constantly monitoring to see whether or not we're safe. So quite often if we get stressed by something or we're struggling with anxiety, it's because we've got some sort of input coming into us that's causing us to interpret that 
um, that information as potentially dangerous or harmful in, in some way or detrimental to us. So quite often, we'll, once our beliefs get set in our formative years, we then start to look for evidence to support the beliefs. But principally, a belief isn't really a real thing. It's not a tangible thing. Um, and neuroscience would even would even say that it doesn't exist. And when I first heard that, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, what? Like, beliefs aren't real. But if you think about it, it's true because beliefs, beliefs are fluid. They can, they can change. And like, I, just to give a kind of joking example of that, like we, we probably all believed in Santa at one point or Father Christmas, and then you get to a certain age where you don't. And, and quite often it's just having that, that like new information coming in that essentially convinces you that, that actually that, that belief is, 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 not, is not real and a new belief can be formed instead. And, you know, faith communities are built on beliefs, um, yeah. good, bad or indifferent. And, and so as uh, leaders within a faith community, we're all about beliefs. But the and those are ones about how we understand God or the universe or creation or whatever the faith is. But those beliefs, like you talked about, are, are things that we're belief-creating creatures about everything, not just Absolutely. about God or whatever. Yeah. And it, we, like you said, we form these ways of understanding the world around us to help us in the world or what we think will help us in the world. And sometimes the way we form these beliefs or some of the beliefs we hold, when we really sit back and look at them, really don't aren't really that useful. They're not doing Absolutely. what we think they're going to do. Um, and so... You know, you're talking about the ones that get in our way, um, and fear of public speaking was one of them. Um, what are some of the other ones that you've seen and um, or know that people often have that we've gotten that get in our way? Yeah, I mean, I think. The, the reason I, 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 I'm a, a confidence coach is it makes my heart, heart sad to see people think that they're not enough or, or that they don't have the skills and gifts that they need. And, you know, things like that where we completely get in our way and often don't even get started um, because because the belief is, is so strong and the lack of confidence is so strong that we, we stop ourselves. Um, and, and to me, a lot of that is just is rooted in um, is rooted in a lack of confidence in our abilities. Um, there could even be, you know, elements of, of of shame or sometimes even depression. Things like that can get in the way of, of, of getting going. Um, and then there's, I guess, the, the classic imposter syndrome as well, where essentially that's a, a term to describe, you know, feeling like a fraud or feeling like you're not worthy of your results and, and that kind of thing. And all of these things are, are factors that can that can cause us to get into our own way. And I think really it's worth noting that, you know, beliefs aren't a bad thing, um, but I caveat that with beliefs can be a bad thing if they're not serving you. So like you said, we all have beliefs. Um, we can't get away from that, but it's kind of like questioning those ones that, that don't serve. It's like, you know, is this really true? Um, 
and 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 by beginning to question it then maybe you even start to change the process for yourself yeah i I mean like you said we do need to make sure that people know that there are beliefs that are very important for us like it walking out into the street into on a freeway is not generally safe you know so that's a belief you know that's that has um, merit to it. That you know we don't want a child running out into the road and those kinds of things because we knew know that that isn't typically a safe thing to do. Um, and so, and you know, as faith leaders, we talk about the beliefs and God and all of that. But uh, we have to take another break. But when we come back, I. Um, want to talk a little bit more about some of these beliefs and then get into the imposter syndrome a little bit more. But this is the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. I'm Pastor Kathleen Panning. We're here on A Flame Ministry, and we are coming right back with more. Mike Zorick, a three-time California state champion in Greco-Roman wrestling at 114 pounds. Mike, blind since birth, was born in Hartford, Connecticut. He was a six-time national placer, including two seconds, two-thirds, and two-fourths. He also won the Veterans Folk Style Wrestling twice at 152 pounds. In all these tournaments, he was the only blind competitor. Nancy Zorick, a creative spirit whose talents have taken her to the stage and into galleries and exhibitions in several states. Her father, a commercial artist who shared his instruments with his daughter and helped her fine-tune her natural abilities, influenced her decision to follow in his footsteps. Ms. Zorick has enjoyed a fruitful career doing what she loves. Listen Saturday mornings at 12 Eastern for The Nancy and Mike Show for heartwarming stories and interesting talk on the B. BBM Global Network. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it welcome back i am pastor kathleen panning your host for a flame ministry here on the bbm global network and tune in radio and my guest today is fran dunscombe she is a coach and hypnotherapist and helps people with confidence and overcoming the blocks that get in our way and uh, we've been talking about beliefs, Fran, um, and I want to get into imposter syndrome uh, a bit more. But before we do that, um, you know, we are, like you said uh, earlier, uh, as little children, we're sponges and just absorb all kinds of um, stuff from people around us. What are some of the places from which we collect beliefs, so to speak? 
Yeah, so I mean, in the formative years, it's it tends to be primary caregivers, and and not to to wrong parents at all here, because everyone everyone does their everyone does their best. But you know, just little things like those labels that can be put on the child, like oh, you're shy. Um, like if the child takes that on as part of their identity, then they're always going to reject anything um, that's contrary to that. Like if someone says, oh, you're really outgoing to a shy child, they'd think, no, I'm not, I'm shy. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't take that that belief on. Likewise, I mean, the school system does it as well. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with like perfectionism and, and fear of failure. And I think a lot of that comes from the school system. You know, we go to school we're graded it's kind of like if you don't pass you it almost feels like you're not good enough in the in the school system and I think that has a big effect on on people as well and can even stop people from from um achieving or even or, or even pressing towards their goals because they're just too scared to even progress it's like rather than fail I'll just I'll just do nothing kind of thing so yeah, a lot of these beliefs do come from um, from caregivers, from from school systems, and, and and in this day and age, we we're so influenced by information overload as well from you know the internet and the media. It has a beautiful side, but there's also a, a dark side where it's like influencing mm-hmm. uh, right. influencing our mind as well, and and you know even things like the news and stuff like that. That's all making suggestions at us all the time. Yeah, and even as we grow up, uh, even as adults, we accumulate beliefs, good, bad, indifferent. So we don't stop as children. uh, And yeah, we still accumulate beliefs. And and quite frankly, even faith groups uh, can put, can promulgate or share and push on us sometimes some beliefs that get in our way. Um, you know, years ago, it used to be that a woman's place was in the home or something like that. And that kind of a belief, when it's put into the form of religion, uh, adds other weight to it, which, and so as faith leaders, we need to be really careful because we can add um, some really big things to beliefs that maybe aren't quite so good. So that's just something that we need to be careful of as we do that as well. Um, but you talked about the imposter syndrome uh, and mm-hmm. that that's like um, – Share a little bit more about that. You gave a bit of a definition before, but uh, share some more about what that is. Yeah, it's it's basically a term to describe people who really doubt their accomplishments. So quite commonly, they'll feel like a fraud. Um, They'll be constantly scared that they're going to be found out that they like don't know what they're doing or that they're not really as good as people think they are. And they quite often put their their achievements down to like, oh, I, I was lucky or, you know, maybe if it related to a job or an opportunity, there weren't enough candidates or things like that. So they don't, it's essentially, they're, they're not really acknowledging um, their achievements. Uh, where might that kind of uh, belief system come from? Um. 
probably from some sort of labeling as a, a child. So, I mean, I think you get different forms. So you could have been told that you were really, really clever as a child, which you'd think would be a really good suggestion to give a child, like, oh, you're so clever. Um, but actually, if they attach to that belief, it could be that they're, they're constantly feeling like they have to prove that they're clever, which mm-hmm. can be a good thing to some degree, but can also be detrimental if it's coming, I guess, coming from a place of, of insecurity. Um, it, it could also be um, it could also be that they um, were very scared of failing, and that sort of thing could come from the the education education system. Um, or, or maybe they just have this belief that they're supposed to be like a, a bit of a superhero and always show up doing the perfect thing and the right thing. So perfectionism can play into it as well. Well, um, yeah, and all of those things are easily found in our culture and our society these days. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Um so yeah, having impost, uh, imposter syndrome, and, and you know, it, I've I've known faith leaders who have a sense of insecurity, and I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or a lack of self confidence or or whatever. But sometimes faith communities can play into this kind of thing by um, always talking about what hasn't been done or that um, there's a, there's always more to do in a faith community and for uh, a professional faith leader, uh, you know, there's always more people to go visit. There's always more things to study, always, you know, that kind of thing. And so the feeling of, you know, not being good enough for one, but uh what if they find out that I haven't done everything type of idea? So what, how can you work with someone who has imposter syndrome? Um, I think one of the the biggest things would be to actually get them to acknowledge what they have achieved. Uh, Because quite often it's just a complete disregard for, for achievement. So I guess step number one would, you know, acknowledge some of your achievements um, and write them down. I mean, I, I actually, for myself, have a list of mine on my wall just to remind myself because it's one of those things that you'll get triggered um, still, but it's like being able to act beyond that. So it, the belief might still be there to some degree, but it's then having the courage to act anyway. So well, well, uh, yeah, acknowledging well, achievements well, would be a big thing. That's a great point. We have to uh, take another break so we can continue with this after the break and find out ways to get past imposter syndrome. But this is the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. We're on a flame ministry and we are coming right back. Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, 
dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of the Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, Hope, and Support for Caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. We are back. Uh, this is a Flay Ministry, and we are here on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, and my guest today is Fran Dunscum. She is a hypnotherapist and coach who helps people remove blocks to and have the tools uh, to maintain a healthy and confident mindset. And Fran, before the break, we were talking uh, about imposter syndrome, and you said one way to help someone deal with that is to make a list of um, things that they've achieved. And I like that, but then (laughs) I think there might be a second step to that. Um, You know, I can list a bunch of stuff, but... I have to be able to value that and say that that's valuable too. Would that be part of it? It would. I mean, and reminding yourself of it as well, because it's one thing to make a list, but if that list goes away in a drawer, then you're not reminding yourself of it. Um, And, and a part of it as well would be um, to to sort of like tra- tracking your your thoughts and th- feelings as well. So quite often, just labelling how we feel about things would would help as well. Um, but yeah, it's what one thing to write a list, and then another thing to kind of review that and actually give yourself acknowledgement for it. Okay, you you said keep a track of how you're feeling about things. Can you give me yeah. an example of how that might work? Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's various ways of doing it. Some people like to journal. Other people, it could just be like checking in with yourself during the day and seeing how you feel. Um, or, you know, if you get triggered, actually just labeling that emotion in some way. So say something makes you feel... Um, insecure just like oh okay I'm feeling insecure right now and actually from just labeling it quite often just like softens the body um, and you go into a more calm state just from from acknowledging it it's kind of this idea that the the more we like avoid feeling certain ways the more we tend to feel it um, Mm -hmm. 
so really just having that acknowledgement can be really helpful too yeah it, um, instead of trying to bury things bringing them out where we can deal with them and know what they are yeah. uh so yeah, yeah that that's the other part of it um any other good tips for dealing with imposter syndrome yeah, I think um, one of the things that I would say is is actually talking about it because quite often, because it's like rooted in fear, we have a habit of keeping these things to ourselves. And actually, it's such a, I think you were talking to it earlier, it's actually a really common thing for people to, to feel this way. And I think you don't realize that it's so common until you actually start to share. So having a, a few core people that you feel safe with and just sharing sharing your heart with them and, and, and letting them know what's going on. And quite often you'll find they've got a shared experience as well and you're not alone in these things because I think a sense of loneliness can be the thing that's most detrimental. Um, and I think another another point to note really would be just acknowledging that sometimes it's not always a bad thing. Um, so although on the, on the surface it's, it's not good to to feel like an imposter but maybe you can use that insecurity to be your driver towards success so getting it to a level where it's manageable and you can do things you can actually use that to to achieve and actually there's a lot of examples of high achievers um that that had and struggled with imposter syndrome um, like Einstein's like a, a really prolific one like even Einstein struggled with this mm. and he was a genius yeah yeah um, he <laughs> yeah. achieved quite a few things um you know, <laughs> uh, I want to go take a little step back because you talked about having um, a core group of people who you can trust to share this with and that mm-hmm. is so critical especially for faith leaders because often being a member of the clergy, and as a generic term here for a professional faith leader, um, is can be a very isolating and lonely thing. And sometimes we feel competition with other faith leaders or that we will be judged or criticized by others, uh, you know, our own colleagues. And so finding a support group, um, a coach, somebody where we can share this with and probably have to, it should be, needs to be somebody outside of the congregation where you're working, um, but it may even need to be somebody outside of your own uh, faith group or denomination, but someone, someplace to share, even if you don't have imposter syndrome, um, it's really important. And as a coach yourself, friend, I think you would, concur with that correct yeah absolutely um i think it's it's uh, i i personally like speaking to like i've got coaches and i like speaking to them because it's nice to have that that person who's not fully involved in your life where you can you can just express your full heart but then that's not to say if you do have people in your your current um cohort of people that you feel safe with. I think that's a, a key thing. Like you wouldn't want to f- share your heart with people you don't feel safe with. Um, right. But for sure, like seeking seeking additional help is and, and mm-hmm. with someone that's not fully integrated into your life can be hugely helpful. 
Right. And I mean, I've been part of some uh, very supportive communities, even within my faith group. And um, but it's been designed very specifically as a safe place and with somebody who's not uh, a professional faith leader as the leader of the group and kind of managed things. But, you know, all of us can use a coach. Um, All of us need somebody to talk to at times. So however you do that, whether you hire somebody or whatever, please find somebody who you can share with. Uh, We don't need to have a whole bunch of lone rangers out there doing all of this kind of stuff. And I think that's another way that can help increase not only get over imposter syndrome, but help increase confidence. Would that be true? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I would agree with that completely. Yeah, it does. I think a lot of it is just taking out the the, the, the lonely feeling of it's just me. And it, it, it's kind of like when you've shared your heart and someone can relate to it, it, it feels like a relief in your body. Like it feels like a relief. Um, so yeah, I would agree with that completely. Yeah, what you just said with a relief in the body, we could talk about the impact of all of this on our health too, but that's a whole other subject. So (laughs) we'll leave that one for another time and another guest. But we have to take another break. And this is uh, A Flame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. We're here on the BBM Global Network and tune in radio, but don't go away because we're coming right back. Have you ever felt like no one is listening or you're not getting the honest attention you deserve? Do you even know the kind of attention you want or need? You are not alone. Alice Aspen March is here to help. Thanks to Alice, through her epiphany and research over the word attention, there are solutions to the attention dilemma. Worldwide audiences have been enthralled and engaged for over 40 years with her visionary and pioneering observations. The kind of attention we get and give is vital to improving our lives and society. Alice and her weekly guests review game-changing insights for transforming and improving our understanding of attention, providing techniques for creating healthier and empowering behavior. Get a new perspective on a mainstream word. Tune into Why Our Attention Matters for fresh and thought-provoking conversations every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com and the TuneIn Radio app. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, Unlock Your Full Potential with Limitless Growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. We are here on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and you are listening to A Flame Ministry. Um, my guest 
is Fran Dunscombe, and we've been talking about um, her work as a coach uh, and hypnotherapist, and especially helping people deal with issues about confidence, or the lack thereof, actually. Um, And that's something that affects probably all of us in some way, in some degree, at some point in our lives. So what are some other ways, Fran, that you can help people uh, dealing, who may be dealing with uh, some issues about a lack of confidence? Yeah, so um, quite often a a good technique, and it's a hypnotic technique, but might not necessarily be associated as hypnosis is visualizing. So, you know, visualizing your ideal self, um, visualizing what you would be doing as your ideal self, how you would be showing up in the world. Um, and it basically creates a neuro pathway that 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 um, makes us start to act in accordance with that belief. Um, so you're basically just almost rehearsing what you think you would be like as your ideal self in the future. So imagining yourself in the future. Um, and another one uh, that's, that's hypnotic as well, and I, I quite like to use this one myself. So if I'm going into something that, um, maybe doesn't feel completely comfortable or it's new to me, I'll quite often just sit and center myself. Um, by that, I just mean, you know, take a few deep breaths, like just get my, my, my body calm. And then I will imagine someone that I admire that has the skill set that I desire. And I'll just imagine that person, imagine what they do, imagine them doing this thing that I'm about to do. And then I kind of almost imagine that I step into their shoes as if I'm living the world through their eyes. And that can actually give you a really great confidence boost. So if you're ever doing like, it's a great thing to do if you've ever got a speaking engagement um, or just something new where you like a performance or something new that you um, you have have to do, that can be a a really great technique as well. Yeah. I had never thought about visualization as kind of a hypnotic technique, but yeah, especially if you really go kind of deep into that visualization of um, where you are and what you're doing and um, the success that you uh, create for yourself in the in the midst of that, um, and then visualizing. Uh, again, kind of a visualization of somebody else doing it, and then you kind of, would it be correct to say, you, you kind of morph into that person? Um, so yeah, kind of step yeah, into their shoes. Be, yeah. um, and then you're the one doing it uh, instead of the yeah. other person. So, um, yeah, those would be great. Now, um, those are, you know, going deep into a visualization and this in either way like this would not be something to do while you're driving a car or no you wouldn't want to do that when you're driving a car (laughs) no (laughs) so i mean with with hypnosis or or like yeah any visualization technique you wouldn't i wouldn't recommend you do that whilst driving or operating any machinery or anything like that like find Find a quiet space and it, it wouldn't be something you necessarily have to spend like half an hour on. You can do these things in, you know, minutes 
Um, yeah, and, yeah. and just change it's about changing your state your current state so you can do that in, mm. in minutes but you would need like a, a quiet space um, yeah. or at least uh, something where you're not deeply involved in the, the task yeah and probably not while you're out well, maybe you could do it while walking um, but uh, you know riding a bicycle or motorcycle or something like that anything where there might be any element of mishap or danger, probably not a good time to yeah. do that. But um, no, no, definitely. So, um, I would you consider those a kind of self hypnosis? Yeah, I mean, arguably, all hypnosis is self hypnosis, um, but that's probably going into a, 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 another realm. But for sure, those would be techniques that you can absolutely do by yourself on yourself and that they're, they're very simple is there anything else that we could do uh you know you talked about making a list of uh, our accomplishments or something like that but are there any other little tips or tricks that you use with clients yeah i think like one of one of the others i would uh talk to is actually um exercising so there's been a lot of research about how um Exercise obviously helps manage stress and prevents depression and all sorts of health benefits and can even improve memory and, and that kind of thing. So just a bit of exercise every day will improve performance as well. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be really strenuous, but just moving the body because a lot of this, like a lot of um, the work with confidence is to do with like shifting energy and kind of shifting stuck energy. So exercise is a great way to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Shifting stuck energy. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a great way to think about that. And, you know, and if we sit too long, we do get stuck in a rut. <laughs> and these days, <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> uh, a different kind of rut. But uh, and these days with a lot of people still working remotely or uh, children, some still uh going to be going to school remotely or whatever classes um, it, it is important to have those times to get up and move and um, that kind of thing and it doesn't take a whole lot to do that um, so how friend what what would be a good way for someone to get started with someone like yourself well let me hold that because we have to take another break, uh, but I know you have a, a little thin thing that you want to offer people. So uh, we'll talk about that at the other side of this break. This is the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. You're listening to A Flame Ministry, and we are coming right back. If you seek a courageous advocate, prepare to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations. Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting unculpable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. 
She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration, plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. The opiate epidemic has reached crisis levels, and with so many families affected by addiction, opiate-related drug overdoses, and death, the time is now to have a real constructive conversation about addiction that could lead to better prevention, treatment, and recovery. Alan Charles, author and keynote speaker on drug abuse and prevention, presents The Alan Charles Show. Alan brings a message of hope, sharing his unbelievable story of surviving a 24-year addiction to cocaine and and highlights from his memoir, Walking Out the Other Side, an addict's journey from loneliness to life. His raw honesty and courageous heart breaks the stigma of addiction and offers a unique perspective into the mind of an addict. Join Alan each week as he brings his listeners to a true understanding of the grip of addiction. It is only with this understanding that we can begin to heal. The Alan Charles Show, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network. Welcome back. You are listening to A Flame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Penning, and we are here on TuneIn Radio and the BBM Global Network. And my guest today is Fran Dunscombe, um, coach, hypnotherapist, somebody who really wants and does help people deal with their levels of confidence and overcoming imposter syndrome and any of those things that get in our way. Uh, Fran, we are quickly running out of time. Uh, I know that you have um, a gift or a way and a way for people to get in touch with us. So please share that and any last little thought that you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in, in terms of a gift, so I, I offer a, um, a complimentary 30-minute um, discovery call so um, really it's an idea a way to, to get to know each other and see if we're a good fit and quite often I can offer breakthroughs for people in, in that call as well I had one recently where on the uh, the, the, the the actual session that the, the client booked she said that she'd already started shifting just based off the initial conversation that we had uh, uh, that we had sorry um, and then in terms of uh, contact details so my my email is fran at innerconnectionhypno.com um, and then website is innerconnectionhypno.com as well um, and then people are free to to call me I am based in Canada um, but my number is 587-225-9922 but yeah um yeah, sorry, did you have a question there? Uh, no, I, I'm just going to say thank you. Um, and oh. That's uh, an, an awesome gift to offer people and the possibility, even on a free call, of uh, starting to shift something and um, discovering yeah, a way to lighten the load that we sometimes put on ourselves. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, a beautiful gift, and I thank you for that. Um, thank you for being here, Fran, and for sharing all of this with people today. And um, I know that there are many people in uh, leadership in faith communities where um, we 
often question ourselves um, and wonder, are we good enough? Are we up to this and all of that? So um, that's a, a good thing to remind us that there are ways to deal with that. And one of the ways uh, I deal with that is um, also through gratitude. But before I talk about that, I want to let people know that I'm going to be doing a free webinar. And uh, if you're listening to this on the recording, it may not apply. But uh, August 27th and the 31st, and there will be information coming out on my website, which is aflameministryconsulting.com and also on Facebook, which is also a flame ministry consulting. Those are places where it's not up there yet, but it will be up and available to um, to register for the free webinar and uh, information about what that's about. It's going to be talking about the normal is gone now. What and like I wasn't trained for this. What do we do now? Um, but with the gratitude. Um, I always ask people to, every single day, and I close the show with this, to find a minimum of three things that you're grateful for. And gratitude helps me know that, number one, I'm not alone, and it helps boost my confidence that there's good things around, and good things happen to me. And uh, it can be something small, um, like you know, the possibility that for me that we get some rain today, which is a great thing. Uh, I would love to have a rain shower because we need it. But uh, gratitude for the plants and the birds and uh, for the people, for you, Fran, uh, for this show. So something that you're great, three things, a minimum that you're grateful for. And then one way to share a little bit of God's love. And so the show today is my way of sharing God's love with you folks, with you, Fran and Perry and all of the rest of the people. So thank you. Until we meet again, take care and God bless. This has been a flame ministry with your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. Tune in each week as Kathleen guides you through the many challenges that face our faith-based communities today as she ignites the ministry of your faith community so that more people can hear the message of God's love on Kathleen Panning's A Flame Ministry. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.